Hi, we're EWB UNSW. Thanks for joining us today and welcome to the new year. Firstly, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which we are based, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and extend that respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Inspire, our video series where we connect you to real people, real issues and real solutions in the humanitarian engineering world with EWB. I'm Oskan and I'm the director of projects for 2021 and joining me today is a new project team for this year. So would everyone like to introduce themselves? Hi, I'm Winnie and I joined um, in 2021 and I study aerospace engineering and physics. Hi everyone, I'm Aiden. I'm also joined EWB in 2021 and I study commerce and computer science. Hi, I'm, I'm John and I've been previously been involved with EWB but this year I'm joining it as a projects coordinator as well and I do civil engineering and commerce. To celebrate the first episode for this year, let's ask the team some interesting questions. So Winnie, why are you passionate about humanitarian engineering? Um, I feel like when a lot of people think about engineering, they think about like math and physics and all that logic. But um, what people don't really think about is that how engineering actually changes the world like um, a lot of things that we use in our daily lives um, we owe it to engineering like the toothbrush the pen and I feel like the point of engineering is to improve the quality um, of life of others so that's why I'm really passionate about humanitarian engineering you're making something for others to improve the world that we live in to make a sustainable future Yep, I agree. And so what do you wish to bring to the podcast and EWB? Um, I really want to inspire others and get people who watch our podcast more involved with our community and get a better understanding of what humanitarian engineering really is and what we bring to UNSW. Yep. Thanks for the answers, Vinny. Uh, so, John, why are you passionate about humanitarian engineering? I'd say my first experience of humanitarian engineering was through UWB Challenge with the NG1000 course at university, at UNSW. Since then, I've attended the Zan Summit, going to rural Malaysia, participating in community development, and later involved in the UWB UNSW chapter. I'd say through the ex experiences, it has shaped my passion for humanitarian engineering to be driven to create social value through engineering. And as engineers, I believe we have the social responsibility to empower communities and individuals towards creating positive change. What do you wish to bring to the podcast? What I wish to bring to podcast are insights into how, sort of give students insights into how they can be involved with humanitarian engineering and engines without borders and um, floating to the future in terms of how they can still be involved in humanitarian engineering work while working as a professional engineer. And this, this would be done through having um, guest speakers from, in the, from industries and also discussing current sustainable and humanitarian projects. That's it. Thanks for the answer, John. And last but not least, 
Uh, Aiden, why are you passionate about humanitarian engineering? So I'm quite new to humanitarian engineering in the entire scene, but I think it's really cool how you can get this, you know, a collection of people who really enjoy problem solving and they work together to build these great solutions that work towards, as John said, positive change. And yeah, I think it's really cool to see how all these engineers work together and form such a great team. That's really sweet. What do you wish to bring to the podcast? Well, I don't have too much experience in engineering. The I'm more on the software side of engineering as a computer science student, but I would like to show people that anyone can learn any kind of engineering. You know, at the end of the day, as I said before, it's just problem solving. And yeah, engineering is all about breaking down the problem part by part. Yep, I agree. Thanks, Faden. Unfortunately, Ifra, one of our members, couldn't make it today, but guys, we'll see her soon. A bit of background, so Inspire is divided into two segments. The first segment is focused on our wonderful speakers who share their journey and knowledge in humanitarian engineering. And the second segment is called Investigations of Interest, which is where we discuss humanitarian projects and issues to give a broader perspective in the world. Now I'll hand it over to John and Aiden to give a little bit of a teaser into what type of projects we'll be talking about. If you get hurt and don't have a band-aid, you can easily go down to your local store and pick up a pack of band-aids and fix up the problem. Unfortunately, medical supplies across the world aren't as easily accessible as we think. Especially for third world developing countries that live in rural areas, it's difficult for them to access the medical supplies they need for good healthcare. And this is where Zipline comes in, which is a startup revolutionizing access to medical products. And I'm sure with the events of 2020, we've realized just how crucial access and connection really is. Reaching people when they need it, where they need it is essential. And what Zipline has done is essentially build a drone that delivers blood vaccines, medicines, and supplies in parts of Africa and hoping to expand across the, across the world. So engineers have been working to build redundancy into all of Zipline drones major systems, like their motors, powers, communications, and navigation to ensure that their drones can fly safely even if there is unexpected failure. This allows them to make hundreds of deliveries per day, moving nearly one ton of inventory per day and helps execute national scale responses to COVID-19 and bring people healthcare where they need it. As new treatments and vaccines become available in the next 18 to 24 months, they will continue to be in scarce supply amid growing global demand. Zipline's medical drone delivery service could help make sure distribution is targeted in real time at national scale to the people and populations that need it most helping to save lives and prevent further outbreaks. Why do you think they're focusing on drones instead of planes? That's a great question. I think that they're focusing on drones instead of planes because drones are much more lightweight likely. They're smaller vehicles and they're probably easier, much easier to fly further and access the more rural countries 
that are difficult to reach by like a regular plane, which uses quite a lot of fuel. I also think that because it's a drone, it's driverless as well, which makes it much easier for, you know, because we're not constrained by um, employers or humans or like having to find pilots constantly and having them work on schedules. So I think that's why they're focusing on drones instead of planes. It's just a much more scalable idea. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Also, I feel like um, there might not be runways, like massive runways for planes to land on. So a drone would fix that problem. Do you guys think there's a better alternative to using drones for, you know, solving this problem of um, difficult to, like, the inaccessibility of medical supplies for third world developing countries? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think drones are, they're really convenient um, to use and move around in remote locations where the terrain might be difficult for large planes to land on. One situation where drones wouldn't be useful is that if there are sort of like extreme weather with like thunders and storms, right? Drones would be hard to sort of operate right. during those sort of situations. Then that means that we sort of need another sort of like solution or sort of device to sort of bring those medical supplies to the people. But yeah, I can't really think of another way to the way to solve that, but yeah, that could be sort of like a limitation of the drone, yeah. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it is constrained by weather probably. Um, yeah. And that brings me to the conclusion. The zipline works to make medical supplies. Um, their motto is pretty much to provide every human on earth with instant access to vital medical supplies. So thanks for joining us. We hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.